0: Good morning, Louisiana. This is Joe Cunningham filling in for Moon Grafon on the Moon Grafon Show, 844-766-6607 if you want to call in to the Matthew James Financial Hotline. Let's shift topics real quick because my buddy Brandon Morse, Deputy Managing Editor at Red State, is joining me. And uh, Brandon, first of all, congratulations on fatherhood. I know that you are very excited and your baby's kind of cute. Oh,
1: thanks. Appreciate it.
0: Um, so how is fatherhood treating you? Uh,
1: you know what, man, I, it's probably one of the greatest things I have ever experienced. Like I'm, I'm, I've been trying to formulate a new definition for the word love because after I saw him born and I've been, you know, interacting and stuff like that, it's like different than what I'm typically used to when it comes to love. Yeah. So I've yet to articulate it. But once I do, I think I might write on it because honestly, that kid has, changed everything and i'm 100 i'm head over heels for him. so
0: you know it's
1: it's been great hard but great
0: well so obviously as a new parent it's there's going to come a time when you finally give in and you let the tv do some of the babysitting and one of the big options is always going to be disney and right now Mm -hmm. how's that for transition And right now uh, (laughs) um Uh, you know, right now, the there's a there's a corporate changeover at Disney It's kind of a surprise to everybody that uh, Bob Chapek mm-hmm. is out and Bob Iger's coming back in. Um, and there's you know, right. there's there's speculation on, well, there's the business aspect of it. They've lost a lot of business. They got involved in these political fights. How much of it is do you think is is just the business decision? How much do you think is really Disney's maybe doubling down on the woke, the culture war stuff?
1: I think that what this really is is them trying to make it seem like a chapter, like a page is turning because they're, they're, their stock price is tanked. Yeah. Um, and they kind of wanted to make it seem like, well, you know, this is all Chapek's fault. He's being the fall guy for them right now, the passy for a large failure that, truthfully, was started by Iger in the first place. Right. Um, so what they're trying to do is fool people into thinking that Disney is turning over a new chapter and, and that, you know, things are going to get better from here on out. Now it's familiar leadership. Mm -hmm. You know, back when Disney was having a much better time and had much better stock prices and it's to infuse more confidence from, you know, the the market into Disney. The thing is, is like I just said, you know, JPEG didn't start the bonfire. He was just throwing gasoline on a bonfire that was already started by Iger himself. I don't think and I'm I'm welcome to be proven wrong, but I do not think that Iger is going to make things any better. I'm pretty sure that he is going to come in. He's going to, if double down, if not, make worse. A lot of the woke nonsense, the the anti-family value stuff that Disney has now adopted. Yeah. So, if people are thinking that things are going to get better, I, I, I probably would not bank on that.
0: It, it's it just seems very odd because you had Disney Plus, which had such a strong start as far as a streaming service. I think probably the best. Launch of any streaming service that we've seen so far, mm-hmm. and yet the quality of the original content seems to be going down. Now you've got the political fights, you've got the "don't say gay" fight in Florida, you've got all mm-hmm. these other issues that really seem to be weighing Disney the corporation down. I mean, let me not even not even to get you started on uh, on the Obi Wan Kenobi uh, series on Netflix on on Disney <laughs> Plus, but. Just like in general, the quality of the content seems to be going down as the focus of the company seems to be shifting.
1: Right, and, and, and that's actually 100% correct because if you go back and you look at behind-the-scenes work at Disney during the 1990s and, and before that, You'll see a bunch of artists at the peak of their, of their careers, mm-hmm. like, experimenting and, and doing all this amazing work, inventing new ways to film things or animate things, new stories, new concepts, new ideas. You know, like, like think of something like Toy Story. You know, we're so familiar with it nowadays. Yeah. But in, nowadays, do you think that something like that would be thought up? No. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's not allowed anymore. Everything has to be a remake. It has to be safe. It has to be a sequel or a reboot. Um, because they just don't have the creative talent that they once valued. I mean, Disney was a corporation that was built on innovation and magic. Mm-hmm. Um, and now it's just, you know, a, a mouthpiece for, you know, whatever activists took it over. And, and what's really sad is that, you know, I, I watched as this happened, too, because I can remember back in the early aughts, you know, you get on websites like Tumblr and these college students would be consistently complaining about uh, – um, and they were all art students too, and they were consistently complaining about Disney and how it's an evil corporation and that it's wrong for this and it's wrong for that. Well, instead of going out and just becoming like, you know, anti-Disney people, they went in there and it joined up with Disney. They joined up with Warner Brothers. They infiltrated and wanted to change these companies from the inside, which is exactly what they did. Yeah. And now you have this product where it's no longer about the, the, the quality. It's no longer about the innovation, the magic, the talent, the artistry. It's about trying to produce something that would help normalize what they would say is a good moral position which it's not
0: yeah and I think that's one of the most fascinating points is that this this focus' I mean, one of the things that they've always complained about is oh this you know, every princess you know looks the same or, or every story similar all this sort of thing these characters all look the same they want more inclusivity well now inclusivity is just a series of check uh, of check boxes of, of boxes yeah. to, to check off. And it really right. seems like they're they're shoehorning that in at the expense of actual creative quality.
1: Right, right. It has to follow every story, every character has to follow certain rules now in order to be approved.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, this makes stories very predictable. Um, they all follow the kind of the same theme, the same storyline, the same character arcs, which sometimes, often include no character arcs. You know, especially if it comes to. You know, women in, in these these movies. You know, they start out perfect and they are perfecter by the end. Yeah. You know, the, the only thing holding them back is the idea. Like you you look at Mulan. You know. Yeah. The only thing that was holding Mulan back was the fact that she didn't believe in herself enough. Right. You you go to Captain Marvel. The only thing holding her back was that she didn't believe in herself enough. You go to Ray You know, Ray from uh, from the Star Wars sequels, the only thing holding her back was that she didn't believe in herself enough. You know, but these all, they have no character arc whatsoever. Mm -hmm. And so whenever you have something, there's no hero's journey. You know, you have something that is shallow. People are not going to be interested. They might immediately go there because they slapped a name on it, like Star Wars or Marvel or Disney. They might, there might be an initial like, oh, well, you know, it's the newest product from from an organization or a, a business that we know and love. But then the interest is going to wane very quickly, and that's exactly what you've seen happen. There's an initial like, rise in people going to see it, and then it immediately drops off. There's no consistency. There's no staying power. Like, for instance, with Top Gun Maverick, which was a blowout success. Yeah. Uh, the same thing with Spider-Man, uh, No Way Home, blowout success. They didn't invest in politics in there. So you get these movies that have staying power, yeah. but not all these other ones that fall into this ideological kind of groove that you know doesn't really allow for too much storytelling
0: well i mean consider you know we let's talk about the star wars stuff because that obvious that you know that's something you and i both like that kind of nerd them. but you know when disney plus launched they had mandalorian that came out and that was huge and you had uh gina carano's character cara dune was i think a Mm -hmm. well-written independent not unsure of herself type character and correct was actually about to get her own spinoff, but the politics behind Gina Carano is what ended that particular show. And the wokeness there seems to have destroyed a really good potential property for Disney.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, it absolutely did. And it wouldn't be the first, uh, and won't be the last either. The Witcher recently on Netflix, which Mm -hmm. I'm a huge fan of the the video games and the books. Yeah. You know, um, it's, it was disrespected Mm -hmm. openly, by the writers and producers and this is why uh the guy who played Geralt, henry cavill who might be one of the only people in hollywood one of the few people in hollywood with actual integrity yeah left the project despite the fact that this was his dream role he's bigger nerd than both of us yeah you know um this happened to the wheel of time it happened to uh uh, lord of the rings the rings of power Mm -hmm. you know these people they walk in they don't care for the source material they don't respect the fandom um they don't respect anything about it they want to take a story and they want to make it their own so that they can push what they think is an interesting storyline you know uh they're just using the previously established and much beloved property Mm -hmm. as a mask for whatever story they're wanting to tell and this is why you see so many people like i don't want this lord of the rings the rings of power is a really great example you know, it, it was a billion-dollar property. You know, something that, that it cost a billion dollars to make, yeah. and yet it did not do half as well as they hoped it would. And it was reviled mm-hmm. by the fans. And that's the first thing you That's the first mistake you make. The first mistake they made with Star Wars, and every other property, they did not listen to the fans. They mm-hmm. didn't respect the fans, and now the fans turn on them. And the fans are the the rock with which you are building your empire on. Yeah. Okay. If there's no fans it's built on sand and it's going to crumble beneath you and then it's happened again and again and again and again
0: yeah i mean it's, let's let's take let's take cuz uh you were actually almost at the center of the lord of the rings stuff the rings of power stuff because of comments that you had made uh the the, the mm-hmm. fact that the disrespect toward the source material i mean first of all in any nerddom you don't disrespect the source material that's just the first thing correct but it became a it, it became a fans wanted to see that respect and the people who were like no blamed it on on, on toxic fandom like that's that's the new buzz phrase for any show that's not successful yeah. is this toxic fandom
1: right yeah it's it's what that is is an excuse at the end of the day. That's all that really is. it's it's they say it's them saying our property or our new product has failed. And it's the fault of people who had no business on, or who did not work on the product at all. In fact, people that we rejected and, and insulted, it's their fault that our stuff failed. Yeah. Well, there's a reason that it failed. It's because you didn't listen to those people. It's because you rejected those people. It's because you made fun of those people and literally did some of the stuff to mock them. They did the same thing with She-Hulk, legitimately mocking the people who would be interested in that character you know, from the comics. Um, whenever you start to do that and you start drifting away from the source material, well, then you no longer have the character that people fell in love with in the first place. It's something completely different. This is why it's important to listen to the fans because they are the soul of that whole franchise, that storytelling, that universe, whatever. It is they who have the answer to what makes that particular property successful. If you shut them out, and tell them, you know, oh, well, we're not going to listen to you. Well, then guess what? You're not going to have, you know, the product that made it successful in the first place. You're going to have some kind of bastardization of it. Yeah. Um, and turning around and blaming those people for your failure is also not a good idea. It's, it's effectively trying to shove away, like, you know, the, 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 it's you trying to find an excuse for your screw up in the first place. And it doesn't work. No one buys it. Nobody. Well, Which be- is why they continue to do, drop and fail.
0: Yeah i mean you know so hollywood is kind of shifted it's now very much right now in a moment of intellectual property it's the marvels it's the star wars it's the disney's it's the dc's it's uh you know and in all of these series all these intellectual properties have their ups and downs but the downs really do seem to be related to this let's take another one let's take the john wick series which is now coming out with its fourth movie that seems mm-hmm. to be a series that has that first of all they know how to write i, I think uh former red state colleague mo lane probably said it best like a john wick is how you write a video game movie first of all but second of all (laughs) and second of all uh they've listened to their fans they haven't deviated away they have stuck to the character they've stuck i mean it's their own source material but they've stuck to that they haven't made any radical departures Mm -hmm. and as a result you have this beloved franchise that's going to keep i think they were working on a tv show at one point and that's kind of been pushed back but i mean there's There's all this great material that's coming out from this, and it's because they're actually listening to the fans and actually writing the characters as they were meant to be written, not trying to shoehorn them into something.
1: Right, right. They're focusing on story and character development, you know, Um, and that's, that's really what should come first. If you have the message first, if you're trying to push a message first, then storytelling and character development get pushed to the back. You bring up John Wick. If you really analyze John Wick and look at it, it's a pretty silly movie Yeah, when you really think about it, you know, and a whole organization where, like, you know, everyone is an assassin in the world apparently, yeah. you know, like that park scene where everyone turns out, we're all, we're all assassins just staring at you. It's a silly movie when you think about it, but it's so good and it works. Why? Because they don't try to inject anything to preach at you with. Yeah. It is just pure, unadulterated, storytelling, character-driven, uh, 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 character-driven good time. You root for John Wick. Mm -hmm. You know, you 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 are with him every step of the way. And I wouldn't call I wouldn't call Keanu Reeves like the best actor of the world either. Yeah. You know? But but people love him regardless because he stays out of that message first nonsense. You know? He just wants to tell a story. Yeah. He he wants everyone involved and, and everyone to have a good time. And you know what? They do. They yeah. do, and I'm, I've watched John Wick Religious. I've watched a million times. I,
0: I cannot stop watching. All right, Brandon, we've got to take a break.